What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode four of the Gator Game On podcast, bringing you the hot stakes, latest stories, and spicy picks surrounding New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, national, and international sports. Hosted by yours truly, Anne Versani. Joined as always by Michael Cunningham, Alex Reach, David Heller, and Chris Keane. You can listen to the podcast right now on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetYourGameOnP. Now, with all that said, it's time to get your game on. All right, welcome back. How's everyone doing today? David, Michael? Always groovy, baby. Always groovy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Another day, another podcast. That's all we can really say, right? Yeah, another day, another dollar, brother. <laughs> yeah. Right. Before we get into all the talks we have for today's show, um, unfortunately, our good friend and co-host of the show, Chris Keen, could not be with us uh, for this episode, and he's not going to be with us for um, our next episode, episode five, due to prior engagements. Excuse me, prior engagement. So, again, yo, we wish him all the best, and we look forward to having him back on the podcast. Chris, we will miss you. Be back stronger. Yeah, he'll de- he'll definitely come back stronger. You know, he's one of the most important members of this podcast, and again, again, we wish him all the best. So that's pretty much all we have to say. So unfortunately, um, we're gonna have to open the story with um some definitely disturbing news. Um, I'm gonna ask both of you, Alex, um, Michael, and David. I'm gonna ask all three of you to. Refrain from commenting until I give out all um, the information like that's currently out there regarding this regarding the situation. I'm gonna give my own quick take. Then we'll open the floor to you guys. Is that all right? All yeah. right. So, for those who have been living under a rock, um, there are some um, major allegations surrounding Houston, Texas quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson, and I'm gonna go over the entire timeline so for those of you who don't know. Um, Houston, Texas quarterback, you know, and the Texans themselves, like, are rec- are, haven't been getting along, like, at all um, recently. And, he, and Deshaun Watts has said that he wants out of Houston. So, but this actual story, the serious part that we're about to get into, it began on, I believe, Tuesday when an attorney by the name of Tony Busby is currently filing um, – a sexual assault claim against Deshaun Watson. So this is like, it first started from an Instagram post from Tony Busby. I'm going to read um, the social media post to you guys right now. This is, I, this is, um, I believe from last Tuesday, um, March 18th. So this is what Tony Busby had to say. I am extremely proud to represent those who have no perceived power against those who have perceived power. Things are changing in this country, in this great state and this great city. I feel like it's for the better for all of us. Today, we filed suit against Deshaun Watson. Too many times we have put up with behavior that we all know no one should put up with. Should we make excuses for the famous or those who hold special positions or quarterbacks or a local professional football team? I don't think so. All people are equal and all deserve dignity and respect. My dad was a butcher. My mother drove by school bus and worked a snack bar. Knowing what I know now, my mama has more dignity in her inky figure than most executives or coaches or politicians or famous athletes have in their whole body. This case we filed against Watson isn't 
about money. It's about dignity and stopping behavior that should be stopped now. Stay tuned for details. Let me say this. I'm a Marine. I'm not easily intimidated. If you have info or I've been part of this, contact my office, cxattorneys.com. So that's a totally buzzy as to say, um, accusing um, Deshaun Watson um, of, of sexual assaults. And Deshaun Watson wasted no time responding to this. So again, this is from um, March 16th, 8th, um, at 11.36 p.m., Deshaun Watson released this statement on Twitter. Quote, As a result of a social media post by a public-seeking plaintiff's lawyer, I recently became aware of a lawsuit that has apparently been filed against me. I have not yet seen the complaint by notice. I have never treated any woman with anything other than the utmost respect. The plaintiff's lawyer claims it's, it's, it's about money, but before filing suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand, which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this isn't about my frame. It's about clearing my name. I look forward to doing that. So that was the statement from Deshaun Watson. Now, fast forward um, two days later, and the attorney, um, Oni Busby, now has a total of nine women that are um, accusing Deshaun Watson of sexual assault. And, and apparently this incident took place... Um, or at least one of these assists took place in December of 2020. So not really that long ago. And the instance was Deshaun Watson at a massage parlor was, um, was basically forcing um, the massage therapist to have like oral sex and touched um, a massage therapist with his male appendage, as I like to call it. So this is definitely um a very serious situation. I'm going to give my very quick opinion on this. And that is, I have no opinion because I do not know all the details of this situation because I only know like um, what's being reported and like, um, I only know the facts that are officially being reported. And the FL has um, stated that, um, sorry, I have a few more things I want to mention before I give my opinion. Um, um, the NFL is investigating. They have launched an investigation. And another thing that um, Tony Busby, the lo- the lawyer who followed the lawsuit, is like neighbors and apparently good friends with um, the Houston, Texas owner. So people could say, you know, um, oh, um, the Houston Texans are behind this. You know, they're trying to um, like um, ruin his reputation. But you could also say, like, why would the Houston Texans want to um, ruin the show? Watson's reputation if they're trying to trade him because let's face it right now Deshaun Watson like until this situation gets resolved is not getting traded like if any if any team like actually trades for Deshaun Watson until um until um these allegations are resolved like like that's that's just not good that's not that's just that's not how you or at least not how you should run a football organization but you can also say that the Houston Texans aren't trying to just trade Deshaun Watson anyway because it's they've said multiple times we're not trying to just, uh, trade Deshaun Watson. So I honestly, guys, I cannot form an opinion on this because um, um, I do not all all details. But all all I will say is this: if Deshaun Watson is in fact guilty of these actions, that that is despicable and he should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law and the NFL. And that's all I have to say for now. What do you guys think? Let me let me let me wrap real quick. Go ahead. Uh, honestly, 
Was this woman uh, was a color? Was it not a color? She uh, was a woman. Not they don't have the color yet. Here's what I'm saying. It's it's a total a, a total of nine women. I are if nine thinking. women came up, I think it has something to do with the Texans as well. I'm starting to think that. Call me crazy. The Texans may have planted something in their city. If, if, here's the thing: if women, if rape is a big thing and a big thing to deal with in sports, mm-hmm. right or wrong, yeah. Oh, it's definitely a big thing in sports. It's, it's definitely a big, a big thing. thing. Thing that we um women that needs to be so, deal with. Yeah, here's the thing: if this happened in December, if this was happening all these years, and he was in Houston, you should. I don't care how much he paid you to keep quiet. You should have said it right when it happened, like for the police notify. Yeah. Okay, how much I'm paying you? Do say say your action. Yeah, but here's the thing: lesson one: never expect NFL owners to do the morally right thing. Now here's the thing. I think if you want, Deshaun wants to leave the Texans. Yeah. Let him leave. Simple. Let him leave. He doesn't want to play for you anymore. You guys got rid of J.J. Watt. You, you released him. NFL, you, you, you want, just let the man leave. Release him and let him go on his own thing. Here's the thing. Man talking to God, talking to God. Uh, well, if Deshaun Watson did do it, he should he should go to jail, no question. I, yeah, I said exactly. He should no question. He should be prosecuted for the fullest extent of the law. If he didn't do it, these women should go to to go to uh, to go to, to go to jail for forcing a rape a rape report, which is extremely illegal to do. Extremely illegal. I'm saying this: a brother's getting paid. The white man, the white woman, always want to keep him down. That's what really what happens. He's making all that payday. He's making the money. So honestly, we don't know who did it. One, we weren't in the room. Yeah. Two, we 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 one size. They shall want to ain't talking about this yet. He released we're, a statement though. He released a statement. He released a statement, but he's not going to talk to it, um, address it. I think he I, I, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'd like to agree with you, Mike, because I do believe in like I do believe in innocent until proven guilty, especially when it's a situation like this when and here's the thing. Under any other circumstance, you know, um if nine women accuse like let's say a professional athlete of this kind of behavior, in pretty much any other circumstance, like we pretty much automatically assume they're guilty. And yeah, but here's the thing, right. some women may want to do it for a payday. Because the whole Bill Cosby scandal, sorry to change it off for sports, but the whole Bill Cosby scandal, some of the women did it just to get a payday and lied about it. All you need is one, though. All you need is, like, one of the women to not be lying. But we don't know they're lying or not. I'm not not saying that. I'm just saying we don't know. We don't know. Probably they they hooked up or something. She could have – she probably – but like you know what he likes me, I'm I'm just gonna have sex with him. You know what I mean? If he raped her, yeah. keyword raped her, and I I believe he's innocent until proven guilty. D man, you what do you say on this? Because I'm very controversial. Ask anybody. D man, what do you got to say? David, um, I know I've been oh I know I've been hearing this from like Patreon. They do a proto ESPN, but I hope it stops at some point. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, sexual assault, like that's a very serious issue as like no place in sports or our society. And it's definitely a very serious issue. Now, um, now going back to what I was saying earlier, um, again, if if it was pretty much any other case where uh, like nine women, you know, um, uh, accuse one guy of this kind of behavior, you know, um, that's definitely it. Definitely, like would look off. I'm not saying it looks any different from Deshaun Watson. Definitely, Deshaun Watson does not look good right now. I mean, when nine women accuse you of this kind of behavior, what no matter what it is, is whether you're innocent or guilty, it's not a good look. But I would be doing a disservice if I didn't look at all the facts and say there is some sketchiness. This the fact that you know this lawyer, you know, um, the fact that he and the um, Texas owner are apparent, apparently close. Like, it's not that hard to have to bust. Now, I'm not saying that there's no way um, Deshaun Watson is guilty. I'm not saying that. I We all should, um, wherever these accusations pops up, we should all take them seriously and at least hear from um, the possible victims. Always, we should always hear from them. Definitely, because we want women to um, come forward. We want victims to come forward. So that way... Um, these um, despicable men can be held accountable for their actions in the court of law. So, again, like, if you guys want my opinion on the Shawmoss situation, basically, I do not have an opinion until um, until I we hear all the facts come out and the NFL concludes its investigation and then we know exactly um, what happened. Uh, honestly, for me, as a as a fellow black man. I honestly know how it feels when the government sees you as a certain person. I know we're not allowed to talk about it. I understand, no. If you're a black man, black man, America wants to see you as two things. Either a sports athlete or a musician. Three things. A drug dealer, musician, or sports. They want to see you making in life. And honestly, no disrespect. I can understand know what he's going through. But however... The America wants to see us just don't succeed. But however, I think until you're proving until you're proving guilty, he's done. He did it. I think have a trial. The NFL just like let him take off for the season, like take five games off, just just for the trial. When we we don't know him, how long is this. This is gonna go into um. We don't know how long for the season. It might be. It might be over before the season. Like I, I'd assume they have the investigation done before the season. I'd at least honestly, that. if he does, if he isn't, you gotta get suspend him for like a couple of games. Like it reminds oh, me of forget Jamie a couple of games. He needs to be suspended for um, oh my, oh my god. Like if, if this is true, then Lord knows how long he should be suspended. Um, this reminds I, me of Jamison Winston, the yeah. Jamison Jamison Winston trial when he allegedly raped. That girl in uh, Florida State. Yeah, um... which he was, which he was innocent. This thing, some athletes aren't role models. We all know that. Oh, definitely. But here's the thing: we're people at the end of the day. Right, right or wrong, he did it. If he did it, he did it. If he didn't do it, move on. But honestly, exactly. yeah, you you got like you say a statement. Oh, I raped. She he raped me. But you need actual evidence. Were there bruises on your body? Because if he raped you, there's bruises on you. Like, did he like? Did like, he like? like 
I, I don't know about that, Micah. But we're, we're specifically what they're talking about right now, like, like he forced her to have the like forced her to have oral sex. Like, I don't think you. Uh, I think that counts as rape or, or sexual assault, regardless of um, whether he left the bruise or not. Yeah, if he did, he did. If he didn't, he did it. The NFL should yeah. have a full on investigation. So the brother. That's really, that's really what I was trying to say. And 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 we. On this podcast, we we are try, we we should um like and everyone should like um definitely do not invalidate um the potential victims um but we also shouldn't like leave all the facts out and ignore you know um just the weird convenience and you know um sketchiness surrounding the situation because the Sean Watson from all from what we know now I'm just saying from what we know is like um like. People have like raved about the character of Deshaun Watson, how he's like a role model in the community, and like he's like everything you want from a franchise quarterback and your leader. So um, now we have seen before of, of people who have that image, and then they turn out to be you know um, not so good people. But um, from when we look at Deshaun Watson, like this is the last thing I'd expect like a person of at least what we thought his character to do. Um, Alex, you wanted to say something? Uh, yeah. Um- I don't really know like how how this investigation started and how Deshaun Watson uh, goes on about it, but I think that it's best for him to to have a couple of weeks off of the NFL and just be mentally minded, have a better mindset going forward, and being able to here's the thing Alex like again this I'd be shocked if this isn't settled like uh before the season I, I'd be very surprised if we don't at least have some sort of verdict like before um the start of the season and um I I think um fo- this is like from a football perspective this is um from all the things like that this um story uh entails like the last thing this is is a football situation like this is an issue that is bigger than football, but if we want, if you do want to talk about the football aspect of it again, like I said before, Deshaun Watson's like trade value, like there's no more talk of of trading Deshaun Watson or or if a team should trade for Deshaun Watson until this gets cleared up. None. No, am I right about that, Michael? You're absolutely right, my brother. Oh, can I can I add on something? Go ahead, David. So going to the same topic. This is a good thing that this is the on the off season, not during a regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear your point on um, if this happened like during the season, you know, um, yeah, it, it would, de- yeah, it definitely. I mean, it, it, I don't think it makes it any better that it's happening during um the off season. But I do get what you're saying, David. I do get what you're saying. But yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna wrap this segment up by saying um, again we. We don't like to talk about like this type of stuff on our podcast. Like we're trying to be, um, we try like to be like the candy store. We try to like um, distract people from what's going on from all the um, unfortunate stuff that's happening in our world. But when stuff like this um, pops up and when and it concerns you know um, a famous athlete like this, like we can't shy away from it. We gotta tackle subjects like these head on. And you know I'm glad I was able to do it with um all three of you guys, Michael, David, and Alex, I'm glad I was, I'm glad I had you to, um, to talk about this with. Ain't no thing, baby. Yeah. All right. So, um, 
again, just to wrap it up, you know, um, if the shop again, if the Watson is proving is proving guilty, then you know, um, again, shame on him, and he should be prosecuted by both the NFL and um, the court to the full extent of the law and the rules. But if he turns out to be innocent, you know, I'll say shame on um, the lawyer from from making this type of stuff up and shame on the Texans. Like if they are in like involved in this and they're trying to um, like smear, it's like smear his name for whatever reason, then shame on the Texans. So that's all we're going to pretty much say about it. But so we're going to move on now to um, NFL free agency. NFL free agency is in full swing. And the first thing we're going to talk about is kind of outdated, but Dak Prescott has signed a big time extension with uh, Michael's Dallas Cowboys. So, Mike, I'm going to give you the floor here. Give us your thoughts on Dak's contract extension. Okay. Everybody knows me. I'm uh, Two of my favorite football teams are the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets. I think, in my opinion, Prescott just got – it's coming back from an injury-free season. Injury season. Broken ankle. Bad. I was watching the game at the crib. Depressing. I was crying. Oh, yeah. It was an ugly injury, too. I remember watching it. There was a game against the Giants, and the moment I saw it, I was like, oh. I showed the game, you hate too. To, you hate to see that happen. And yeah. I think for me, you pay him what? A four, has a four-year deal? $4.5 mil? Like four-year, $160 million. $160 mil, four-year, four $160 million a year deal? Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, Prescott's not the best player on the team. In my opinion, he's not the best player. Ezekiel um, Elliott is Ezekiel Elliott is. Well, I, however, I, I can I can understand that, but I think Prescott is more impactful to the success of the Dallas Cowboys than Ezekiel. Yeah, simply both, do, simply do, simply do um to the position they positions they play. You know um because yeah, quarterback I, is I, way I, more I, valuable and says that running back. But here's the thing: if Prescott re- injures his ankle injury, we're screwed because we just paid you a four year, one sixty mil deal. Honestly, I'm a Prescott fan. Mm-hmm. I was there when when they drafted Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott. Man, to, what a draft for the Cowboys! When when we went, then we had the best record in the whole NFC, in the whole NFC conference. We were the first seed, and is in my opinion, I thought Ezekiel Elliott should have been the MVP, and Dak Prescott should have been the Rookie of the Year. In my opinion, hear me out. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. They're like the dynamic duel in football and quarterback and running back. They're the dynamic duel. One can't play good without the other. Vice versa. Prescott needs Elliott. Elliott needs Prescott. We just proved it that year. We won seven games. Not that good. Not good for us. Because for the last three years since we had Prescott and Elliott on the team, we we made it to the playoffs. Am I right, Adam? Definitely. Yeah, you're right. But honestly, I think the deal was a little too high. But now Prescott has to prove it. And I'm that much paid. Don't make me wrong. Prescott's a good dude, a good quarterback, and he's the quarterback of my franchise. I want him to play like it's no tomorrow. Play his plays the last game like it's his last. Play like he played his rookie year and his first year and his second year in the league. This yeah, is this... what? His fourth year. Him and Elliott's fourth year in the league. I, I want a championship. I'm going to say his own record. If they can stay healthy, 
the Vince Lombardi Trophy will be in Dallas in Ar- North. Oh, Arlington. be in North. Arlington. That's a hot take from Mike. Um, that's def- okay. So yeah, this is not my hot take. This is just yeah, this, just- is, this is not this is not Mike's hot take. This is just a hot take from our good friend Michael Cunningham. Um, Can I I'm add saying, on that? Uh, uh, go ahead, David. Um, I'm not even finished, man. <laughs> All right, all right. All right let, let Michael finish, and then David, you can go. Cowboys yeah. will win the NFC East because the Eagles are not even the favorite to win the NFC East. They're not even in the conference, even though they have a great quarterback yeah. in Jalen Hurts. But it, it's, even it's, ha- even there are still some question marks. I mean, he played great at the start, but he kind of you know um fell off a little towards the end. Um. A lot of people. I've heard some people say, "Oh, the Cowboys overpaid for Dak Prescott." Um, the official term is is four years, one hundred sixty million dollars guaranteed. That's forty million dollars a year. If you want to say, "Oh, Dak Prescott's not worth forty million dollars a year," I can understand that argument. You're paying him like he's like one of the elite of the elite quarterbacks in in the league, and he's not um on the Mahomes tier. He's not on the Russell Wilson tier. He's not in the, like. Not he's not like in the Aaron. I don't think he's like in the Aaron Rodgers tier of of quarterbacks. But here's the thing: he's still a really good quarterback. Would you? The Cowboys had two options here: either A, overpay for Dak Prescott, or B, like let him walk. I think I think Michael, as the Cowboys fan, you would have taken the former. Got a point. All right, David, what you had to say? Go ahead, David. So my add-on to that topic. Um, I know coming from being. An Eagles band being rivals of the Cowboys all these years. Um, all I know is that um, that was that was a good contract sign that Dak has. It's going to be interesting. It's going, they're going to have an interesting season, but they need to go past the off season first, and probably preseason if they have one, and then regular season. But we don't know what they're going to do yet. Because all, all we're doing is fantasy and trades. So it may be interesting. And by, the other topic I said about Eagles and Cowboys arrival, they go on there like every year. I remember, it reminds me when I was a kid and teenager watching the games. That's the reason I love the game of football. And my dad played football. So did my uncle and my grandpa, my, he coached and played. And I want to add on something, how big of a Cowboy fan I am. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, cowboy uh, for those of you, uh, of course, this is a podcast, so you can't see right now, but Michael Cunningham is holding up his Dallas Cowboys blanket. So um, definitely, um, again, this is a move the Cowboys had to get done, and they got done. So we're going to continue talking um we're going to focus mostly on the NFC for now. Um, we're talking a little bit of Giants. The Giants, um, they've had, you know, they've had an interesting offseason. Um, after a lot of drama about uh, um, regarding um, their defensive tackle, um, uh, interior defensive lineman Leonard Williams, they finally got that deal done. Um, they're paying, um, they're paying, I believe, uh, three years, $65 million, so that's $21 million a year. I'm I think those terms are accurate. I'm not sure if they are, but um, similar to Dak Prescott, um, people are um, saying they the Giants overpay for Larry Williams. And here's my take on it. You know, 
it depends on what Larry Williams does the next couple of years and was last year a fluke. Because remember, Michael, you're a Jets fan. Laird Williams, like what the Jets was, they took him like I forget where where did they take him again? I think Third it was round. six. No, six they took him, no, they took him first round. They took him, I believe, six overall. Or or at least in the top ten. And when it was and when he was with the Jets, you know, he was he was considered to be like kind of like a bust. Then he comes to the Giants and in a very controversial trade in the, his first like couple of games with the Giants didn't really do anything. So people are wondering, why do we trade for this guy? Another bad move by Dave Gilman. And, and then this year he had a very impressive year. He had, I believe 11 sacks. You know, he was a force on the Giants defensive line and he got his bag. He got a lot of money. And again, people are saying the Giants overpaid again. It depends on what last year for Led Williams was a fluke because if it was a fluke and he continues to put up double-digit sack-type numbers and he continues to put pressure on the quarterback the way he did last year, you know, you know what? I don't think it's that they overpaid for him as much as some people did. Now, if last year does turn out to be a fluke and Larry Williams once again regresses, then yeah, it's definitely going to look like it's a bad contract for the Giants. Well, for me, I think the Jets always get the get the bad bad deal of every freaking draft. <laughs> yeah. Let's see when we got Geno Smith. Geno Smith, great. Yeah, I remember when the Jets got one of my favorite players, the Michael Vick. I was like, I was like, yes, we got the biggest, we got the biggest dog in the yard, the fastest quarterback in the league, Michael Vick. When we got mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez from Stanford. Took us to two AFC championships. Didn't yeah. do well. Disappointed me. I cried. All miserably right. In my sleep. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Well, well, we, we got one. Wait, before that, Michael, we got one. We got one more um, story, giant story we got to get to. Because for those who haven't heard, there are a lot of rumors on the Giants and former Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay. And um, the apparently the Giants had a visit for him today today into tomorrow and apparently Kenny Gale wants to go to the Giants and the Giants are definitely very interested in in Kenny Gale and let me just and let me just tell you for those of you who don't know I'm a big Giants fan and throughout the years throughout the years if you've heard me uh, back at WMSC if you've seen some of my um writings for um for the website then known as WG Sports I have been very critical of the Giants general manager Dave Gellman from, for the um, record, Adam hates him. For the record, <laughs> I do not. I do not like Dave Gilman. Like, <laughs> or at least I've been very critical of him during his time with the Giants. From um, the way he handled um, twenty eighteen, you know, um, the team clearly needed to rebuild. At what does he do? He t- he, uh, he tries to win now. He takes a running back second overall. He tries to build around you know a washed up Eli Manning at the, at the time and. Whoa, whoa, and, whoa, whoa, and that, whoa, whoa. What was that? He was a, a washed up Eli Manning. I said it. He at that point of his career, he was washed up. I'm not afraid to admit. I, I, I love Eli, but at that point in his career, he was washed up. So, ladies um, and gentlemen, I've been knowing Adam for ten years. I've been trying to let try to let him talk about Eli Manning for years. <laughs> I, ten years is worth the wait. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Uh, oh, oh yeah. From, from the way he mismatched that to. Uh, the way he mismarried both um Lenny Collins and Old Beggar Jr. Lenny Collins he let walk for nothing. Old Beggar Jr. Jr. he signed to a big time contract extension. 
then trade him for, um, in my opinion, an underwhelming return and, you know, took on all that dead money. So I've been very critical of Dave Gellin throughout the years. But and I will say... You guys got Jabril Peppers, Jersey Zone, who's doing my... Yeah. Who, oh, who's oh, yeah. A, a very they, they, good they, friend they, of yeah. Him. yeah, but here's the thing. I'll be lying if I said, um, especially um, last year, I definitely, um, in this offseason, if I have not been, like, impressed with some of his moves. It was last offseason. He brought in... Uh, and James Bradbury, who was a Pro Bowl cornerback for them. He brought in um, uh, Blake Martinez, who's been a tackling machine. Even though a lot of people weren't were against the trade at the time, you know, he brought in Larry Woods and look what he turned into. And now they signed him all term. And if he can land the Giants, can he go all day? Because what was the Giants' biggest issue last year? Their offense. They had Daniel Jones, like, regressed from his rookie year. Um the offensive line, like, even though it's been better, it's still struggled at times. And they had very little to no dynamic um, receivers. You know, Evan Ingram couldn't catch a ball to save his life. You know, Darius Slayton took a step back from uh, um, his rookie year. So if they, if the Giants can land Kenny Galloway, this would be a major, major sign for them because not only does it fill a need, but it gives the Giants major flexibility for what could, they could do um, with the 11th overall pick. And I'll say this one last thing about the Giants. Like this offseason, like they do have some holes, still have some holes on defense, but this offseason, they need to get Daniel Jones as much like help as possible to know whether or not they have their franchise score. They want to put Daniel Jones in a situation where he has no excuses going to 2021. Uh, Alex, you wanted to say something? Um, I think the Giants game Galloway would be a free pickup. And even if they get a future wide receiver pick in this year's draft, yeah. I think Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones will be in great shape. And oh, have oh good, definitely. It, yeah. yeah, even if the Giants do uh, sign Kenny Galloway, that does not stop them at all from um, drafting a wide receiver with the 11th overall pick, especially if, um, especially if Smith or um, Jamar Chase falls to them. 100%, A-Dog. Yeah, definitely. So, um, a little, a couple of moves in the NFC East. You know, Washington football team, they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ed Williams, Jackson III. So, those are um, two big pickups for them. But we're going to move on to um, Mike's hot take regarding um, uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time who just recently retired. Michael, take it away. Honestly, for me, Drew Brees was the dude when I was a kid. I, I followed his whole career when he played at Purdue, when he played for the played for the San Diego Chargers, which is now the L.A. Chargers, which is no longer the San Diego team. Uh, when he went to New Orleans, he changed the culture. He changed the belief. That chant, man, made me made me want to play football, crack some hands. When I saw that one, two, win. Like, you know, that champ, get a brother fired up before pregame. Adam knows me. Well, I wanted to bash the dudes head him for football and basketball. But I, I, I listen to Drew Brees. Man, for me, for known as Hail Mary touchdown passes, Drew Brees is the greatest of all time. He has the best arm and the most touchdown passes between him, Manning, Roethlisberg, and Brady. I seen it. I scout, I saw it. We learned it. It was on ESPN that Drew Brees has had the most touch, throw touchdown passes in the league. Fact or fiction, Adam? It was on um, TV. 
Um, I, I got to say fact, um, to talk a little bit about Drew Brees, you recently just announced his retirement. He just announced um, his retirement. Yeah, he just announced his retirement. To t- He's in his 40s. Right now, you know, um, again, we, wish him, we wish him all the best, like, in his future endeavors that now that he's um, away from the game, the game so of football, cool. you know. Um, and we're going to talk about where he ranks among, like, we're going to talk about where he ranks um, among all time. But but before I say that, I, I want to say this about Drew Brees on the field. He was, like, the first one to – um come in like at a smaller height and dominate in the league the way he did like absolutely he was like a 5'8 quarterback he was not 5'8 he was I believe he's he's way six six feet tall which isn't like terribly short but it's still like on the short side and you see the the way he could read defense and says like his accuracy is like one of the most he's like arguably the most accurate thrower of the football and history. he was just you know he a was beast. just so much Honestly, he was so he was so fun to watch and if we're gonna talk about um where he ranks all time, like that's a completely different list in itself. But I, I definitely I definitely think he's top ten. I definitely he's definitely top ten of all time. And I don't know if he's top five, but he's definitely, you know, um I think he's definitely in the top ten. Honestly, for me, Adam, he's probably in the top five or top ten greatest quarterbacks. Definitely. So there's um <laughs> let's to go over the great the categories that he's like, like honestly, Tom Brady's a goat. We all know that. Um, I gotta there's, say Joe Joe, there's Joe Montana, um, Peyton Manning. I think that Peyton Manning is definitely top five. Um, John Elway, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, um, and Drew Brees. I, I, I think he's either sixth or seventh. I think that's where I, I think swear. he is. Drew Brees made New Orleans Saints be a great football powerhouse for the yeah. last 15 years. Here's it's, why. New Orleans Saints haven't been relevant ever since Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. No, because they made him a great – he made him a great team. Yeah. He I, made him, I remember that. Shh. <laughs> I remember he made him. Don't he shush, made David, him. Michael. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just all love, David. You know I love you, David. I love you like a fat kid, love cake. <laughs> oh no, God. all joking aside. Okay. Drew Brees – Changed the atmosphere of it. He made him like he, he promised New Orleans a Super Bowl, and I believe February seventh, two thousand and ten, not two thousand. I think ten. I believe that was my um fourteenth birthday. I believe they won a championship yeah. against a future Hall of Famer, then Peyton Manning. Also, first time in history that two number one teams in the in the playoffs played against each other in the Super Bowl. First time in NFL history that two number one seeds played each other in the NFL Super Bowl. That that was never been done. That was yeah. never been done. Yeah. And I say, um... Drew Brees, I think from 2010 to 2014 was the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Ooh. I don't know about best quarterback in the league, but I definitely think, agree with you. He's up there. He was up. He was better than Tom Brady for those two years. Tom Brady was in a rust. Tom Brady, I'll give you, but um, did Aaron Rodgers win the MVP in one of those two years? I think he, I one believe of those... he won it in 2011. He won. He, I know he has three. He won one in 2020, and he um, he won one in 2011. And I think he won one more. I forget. But I forget the year he won it. I can look it up. All right, but um, but yeah, definitely, uh, um, definitely respect Drew Brees. Um, again, we. Amazing career, Hall of Fame career, and um, we look forward to definitely see him enshrined 
in Canton, Ohio. So um, now we're done with uh, Mike's hot take. We're gonna wait. Hold up. He only won one Super Bowl in his career. He only won one Super Bowl. Yeah, MVP Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers. But both of them only won one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has three MVP awards, 2011, 2014, and 2020. Oh, 2014. Okay, 2014. So I was right. So I would definitely have Aaron Rodgers above him there. But, yeah, he's he was definitely in the conversation for a best quarterback um, during that time. But we're going to move on. Uh, speaking of the New Orleans Saints, um, for those who don't know what, what they're going to do at their quarterback situation, well, you pretty much got your answer. They re-signed um, Jameis Winston, and they also um, extended um, I, f- I forget his name. Um, who's the, um, the who's the other quarterback the Saints had? Taysom Hill. Yeah. Oh, Taysom Hill. Okay. So they they extended Taysom Hill. So that's what they're gonna. Do. So that's so that's pretty much the Saints quarterback situation there. Um, also in the NFC South, the Buccaneers uh, made some big moves. The Buccaneers. Have extended Tom Brady, and um, I gotta give some thoughts on that. Um, it's definitely um, a risky deal, but um, I can't blame uh, the Buccaneers at all to um, because it's it's risky because we don't know like how much Tom Brady has left in the tank. But given what we saw this past postseason, we have to assume that Tom Brady has at least uh, quite a little bit left in the tank. Don't you say? Honestly, I think Brady has at least one more three years left in the tank. What he's done, you know, um, what Tom Brady has done, like, um, it's just Played for over two decades. Played in two decades. Yeah. It's never been done in the NFL. Played in the 2000s, 2010s, and the 2020. Honestly, I think he's going to retire when LeBron tires for basketball. That's the time. I think Tom Brady will retire first. I think they're both going to retire at the same time. Uh, I, I don't know. I, th- I think Tom Brady will retire first. Alex, you had something else you want to say? Yeah. Um, I'm just curious to see what the Buccaneers do in the upcoming draft. They could possibly get a backup quarterback in case Brady ends up going down or anything about that. Yeah, they're, pick- yeah, they're picking um, 32nd, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, that definitely gonna see what the Buccaneers are doing. Um, they also um, the Buccaneers they also re-signed Rob Gronkowski. Uh, that's definitely a a big move, keeping Brady and Rob Gronkowski together. Um, can we can we go through NFL history? Like, um, can anyone remember the last time a quarterback and a tight end played for together for so long? I, I, I can't recall. remember. You can't. I mean, you you can name a uh, playing off quarterback and Rob Gronkowski does. Yeah, but, um. <laughs> Montana, you had Jerry Rice and Jerry Rice and Joe Montana, um, Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Um, who else? Who else really? I could do running quarterback you, you, and running. You, you, yeah, you could do that, but you rarely see like um, a quarterback and a tight end play together. You had Tom Brady long. with Edelman over the years. Yeah, definitely too. But um, you ever see all the time, so it's amazing, like the type of chemistry that Tom well, Brady and Rob Kowalski were able to. Um, uh, Honestly, in. I think Rob Kowalski just wants to party until he's. I think he's going to retire in the next two years because we all know Gronk is a party animal. He wants to party <laughs> and every, yeah. e- after every game. Oh man, I know. 
right. Um, also, um, a big move the Buccaneers made. They re-signed um, sh- um, edge rusher Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker Shaq Barrett. He was a beast for them in the Super Bowl. Him and Jason Pierre-Paul are like one of the best you know, pass rusher duos in the league, in my opinion. Um, and um, I was kind of upset when I found out the news because Shaq Barrett was an offseason target I had in mind for the Giants because as great as the defense is, they need a lot of help like on the edge. Um, I know it was a long shot. I definitely thought that um, they, the Buccaneers were going to resign him, and they definitely should have resigned him because he's a major part of that defense. Honestly, for me, the Buccaneers, I'm going to say this on record, if the Cowboys don't win the Super Bowl, the Buccaneers will repeat. I cannot, um, I cannot really argue with that unless something ha- unless something crazy happens. I definitely think um, the Buccaneers like could be like a team to come out the at least come out of the NFC. But I'm saying that Mahomes is going to make it out of the AFC. This is redemption year. I mean, I, I definitely think the Chiefs should be the favorite to come out of the AFC. But um, I don't know. This could be the year. Um, if let's we'll see what happens with Carson Wentz and the Colts. If Carson if Carson Wentz can return to um his 2017 form, then I think um the Colts like definitely become like a major threat to the Chiefs. I'm gonna say this on record: Carson Wentz is the most overrated quarterback ever in the history of football. <laughs> and I, I want to hear what Alex has to say about that. And David had to say, "I'm, I'm gonna that. agree with you, Michael. I'm not a big fan of Carson Wentz either. But um, <laughs> again, if he returns to 2017 form, like I definitely think that's overrated." Um, Over. Alex, David, you want to respond to that? Uh, I think that it was definitely time to to refresh the the organization of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I feel like Jalen Hurts is gonna do really well, and I'm I'm really anxious to see how Carson Wentz does with the coach offense and see if he can carry them to a deep playoff uh, potential. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Um, David, you want anything to say? You want to respond to what Mike has to say? Hmm. Um, the the overrated chance kind of reminds me of Bryce Harper on the Phillies, but that's off topic. But going back to the football, I want I, I wonder if Carson Wentz going to do with the coach. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting uh, to see um what Carson Wentz what Carson Wentz um does with the Colts. Um, we're running a little bit low on time here, so we're going to quickly um, um, go over some of the moves in the AFC, specifically the AFC East. Um, Michael, you're a Jets fan. Uh, the Jets made a couple of big moves, signing Corey Davis and Carl Larson. Um, what are your thoughts on the moves the Jets have made? I think it's good, but let's see. How, I think it's good. Good good set. But I want to see what they could do in the season. Oh, def- but yeah, well, definitely, well, it definitely, we'll have to see what they do in the season. But I definitely like, like as a Giants fan, I do like the moves um that the Jets have made. You know, Corey Davis, that's a big addition to um our CV core that that desperately, desperately needs some um, some weapons. Um, 
for whoever their yeah. quarterback's going to be. They jet, de- the Jets definitely need Honestly, to have surrounded with weapons. And Carl Lawson is like, and Carl Lawson is going to definitely uh, help with the defense. Like he's definitely a big time pass rusher. So I definitely like a lot of the moves uh, that the Jets have made so far. In my opinion, the Jets should get rid of their coach and Sam Darnold. Well, they got rid of their coach already, and I definitely agree. I think it is time for the Jets to move on from Sam Darnold, just just because, like, if Sam, I I just don't see like a happy ending between the Jets and Sam Darnold. Like, I think that like the like I love Sam Darnold coming out of college, but um, he has disappointed like like with the Jets. That whether that you could say um. Oh, it's more. It's not only his fault. It's definitely not only his fault. The Jets have because the Jets have done him absolutely zero favors. You know, with the talent they surrounded him with, with how they had arguably like one of the worst coaches in NFL history trying to develop him. I definitely think the Jet. I definitely think um the Jets have some responsibility, but I just don't see like the Jets and Sam Darnold having a happy ending. Now I'm not now. Is it a possibility that Sam Darnold could go somewhere else and thrive? That's definitely a possibility, but I just don't see it being with the Jets. Honestly, I agree with you 100%, Adam. Jets are in the process to rebuild. Yeah, the def- Jets are definitely like in the rebuilding process. Uh, Speaking uh before we uh move on to our picks, uh, do you guys want to ever hear of how much money the Patriots are spending? Oh my God, they're spending over two hundred million dollars in this free agency. It's because it's weird because we've rarely seen the Patriots, you know, spend this much in free agency. But um, again, the Patriots they haven't drafted as well in recent years. Um, they had a very disappointing year last year, so. I think this is Bill Belichick, yo, trying to um push his chips in the middle of the table for our next year and saying, you know what, we're not going to um rebuild without a fight, Dan. We're not that there's not to be the, a good or bad move, like um we'll find out another time. But I, you definitely got to um respect um Bill Belichick's courage. For those who don't know, here's a, some of the moves uh the Patriots made. They've re-signed Cam Newton. They signed um wide receiver. Kendrick Bourne, um, they signed um, Nelson Aguilar. They signed Hunter Henry. They signed Andre Smith. Um, they've made so many moves. Um, Detroit Rice East Junior. Um, that's another significant move. Um, Matt Judon. I don't know if I pronounced his name correctly, but they've made a ton of moves. And for those of you who like um, who are sick of the Patriot dynasty. Honestly, I definitely think yo the Patriots are like on the tail end of are definitely um on the tail end, but they're not gonna go down without a fight. All right, so we're running very low on time here, so we're gonna move on to the final segment of our show every episode, and that is of course our bet of the episode. So to um recap last week's best of the episode, um. I once again, which I'm very, very mad about. I took another L. Um, I picked the Nets to cover eight points over um the Knicks. The Nets did win the game, but they did not cover. Um, so I am very mad about that. So I fall to zero and three. Um, 
a good buddy Alex here also fell to three. He had the lightning over the Predators on the money line. The Predators blew out the lightning. So um that's so Alex fell to 0-3 there. Um Michael improves to two one. He had the Clippers over the Mavericks on the spread minus one and a half. The Clippers covered that fairly easily. So Mike improves to two and one. David um took his first L of the season. He had the Warriors over the Lakers on the spread and the Lakers completely um dominated the Lakers. Sure. So um David takes his first L of the of the season. He's down two and one. And Chris got another when he had the Hornets over the Canes on the spread minus three. Um so oh well, Chris now improves to two and one. So um we normally go from best to worst and then Michael's but unfortunately Chris is a year, but he did text um his bet to uh X to us that his pick is Winthrop over Villanova on the money line. So that's Chris's pick, and I'm just gonna go to um, I'm gonna go to uh, my pick right now. Um, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm picking entirely with my heart on this one because let's say I'm oh and three. I need to start turning these around, so I need to um, I need to make this bet count. So um. I wouldn't say I'm betting with my heart, but I, I would be lying if I said my heart didn't have at least some yo know, part in this. And my pick it is a March Madness pick. I am picking the Rutgers Scarlet Knights over Clemson on the money line. I look at what I Rutgers. You look at Ron Harper Jr. You look at guys like um, you look at guys like Jacob Bjorn and the way they performed this season. And I definitely think I definitely think um they have enough time to get over what has been you know kind of a disappointing Clemson team, Clemson team, especially like during the second half. Now, Rutgers hasn't necessarily played well in the second half either, but I just look at them. I definitely think they have the talent necessary to uh get past uh, the first round of March Island. So I am picking Rutgers over Clemson on the money line. Uh, David, since you have the better record between you and um, Alex, you go. I'm go- this is a March Madness bet. I'm going for Liberty on, on the spread. You're going Liberty over who on the spread? Um, Liberty versus Oklahoma State. Okay, Liberty over Oklahoma State on this on the spread. All right, um, Alex, you're up. Uh, so my my bet of the week is gonna be Illinois over Drexel. Il- repeat that again. Illinois over Drexel. For the money line. All right. Last up, Big Money Mike. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Hold up. I'm just picking my 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 thing correctly. Okay. This is this is strictly business, not personal. Okay. I I'm 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 going. I'm not thinking with my heart this week. I'm gonna pick. I can't believe I'm gonna be rooting for them, and I'll never I'll say this over a million years. Because I am a Duke Blue Devils fan. I am a Duke Blue Devils fan. 
Yeah. In my house, my sister heard me say this. She would come on the next flight to Atlanta and and hurt me. <laughs> and my dad will disown me as his son. But this is this is Adam. Again, it's strictly business. This is strictly business, not personal. I'm going with UNC. Oh God, I feel dirty. I may need a shower. I'm go. I got UNC winning against. Against uh, against uh, what's that team? Uh, who are they playing against? Against Florida, uh, that's the ACC tournament. What am I doing? Wisconsin. Against Wisconsin. They're playing Wisconsin. Four points or more. I'm I'm taking them. I'm taking the spread. Four points or more. All right, all right. U- UNC over Wisconsin. Four points or more. So I feel very. I need to take a shower. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Michael's going to need to take a shower after I'm making that. But again, as you said, Michael, it's not personal. It's strictly business. So, it's um, strictly business, not personal. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for our bets of the weekend. Any final thoughts before we wrap up the episode, guys? Say, um, say support to your sports. Keep playing basketball, football, baseball, soccer, lacrosse, wherever sport you hustling. Make sure you watch us every Friday. Every and every Monday. Friday and Monday. Um, every Friday and Monday. We th- again, we thank all of our listeners who tune to us, and again, we hope you um tune in going. We hope you tune in going forward. So that's it. Fiance, who's always watching. Oh, definitely. Um, and, and definitely oh, thank you to um my and thank you um to my girlfriend who also I believe listens to this podcast. So again, we thank again. Both of us, we thank you, um, and uh, we thank all of us. So that's it. This has been episode four of the Get Your Game Out podcast with George Truly, Adam Rossani, Michael Cuddyham, Alex Reach, David Heller, and Chris Kieran. If you like what you heard, leave a like and follow or subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you want to join the conversation, drop a comment or a review, and we may feature it in a future episode. Remember, my friends, those two and Jesus just fancy. If you can imagine a world, believe in and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay lit. Y'all know the vibe.